Is that okay with you guys? Is that yeah, a problem? Yeah, of course. No, no, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it is a problem. Of course it is a problem. Or yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to jump into this? Yeah, of course. Let's just do this. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast, the podcast all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table. We're talking board games, but you probably already know that. I believe this is going to be episode 125. With me, I have some guests using the plural here because I feel very fortunate that I have two individuals. Who's with me? Who are you two? I'm Elaine. And uh, I am Efka. Yes, and you're from the show, no pun included. Is that correct in my saying that? That is correct. That is very correct, yes. Well pronounced. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I know I have a bit of an accent, so sometimes I stumble. <laughs> Speaking of accents, I'm a master of accents. I want to guess one of you, I'm going to go with Efka. Yeah. I'm getting a bit of a... Alabama, Serbian meets <laughs> Southern Africa. Am I off or am I right on? Do you know, I think that's a pretty good estimation. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so I am I'm Lithuanian. I don't sound typically how Lithuanian people sound, though. So I think that's what might be throwing people off. I don't know why I sound like I sound, by the way. I get this question asked pretty frequently. I'm, I travel the world. I pick up voices and then, like you know, like... Like Jeff Goldblum, I amalgamate them into my own thing. I should have told you my second guess, because my second guess was that plus English. And Elaine, where are you from? Uh, England. The original English. The original England. Uh, Slough, which Slough. no one's ever uh. heard of. It's where the um, office in England was supposed to be based. I have family from Birmingham, and... Okay. We're no strangers to English guests on this show. We've had plenty before, but forget about them. We're going to talk all about you two this episode, how you met, what the hell you do, and what's going on right now with Kickstarter. All Let's right. get into okay. this. Wow, it's very intense. <laughs> it is intense. What the hell is uh, no pun included? What is that? It's a board game channel Yeah. where we try and entertain and be useful. Yeah, we, we think we're funny. I mean... <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, mm. but no, yeah, we we try we try to uh, I guess entertain and inform as well at the same time. So not just be you know stupid for stupid sake, but also bring a little bit of a critical eye to cardboard. So for the most part, would you say you're a review site? Because I like what you've said. We're here to entertain. You didn't say we're here to review board games. So what's the difference there? I mean, we are reviewers, but I think that you're a lot more likely to pay attention to someone if you're having a nice time. So we try and make it light-hearted, but also informative, so that it keeps people entertained, I suppose. I think the main thing people know us for is is reviews, but as kind of we're growing, we're starting to branch out. We do, we do a new segment news now, cover. and we also got... Convention coverage. Convention coverage, but we've got some nice. videos upcoming that are going to be, I think, slightly different to what board game media had before. Yeah, maybe. I don't want to make it no. sound like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. This is the best thing you'll have. No, but it's going to be a little different and a little fresh. 
Let me back up on a whole bunch of what both of you just said. First of all, Horace, I'm just showing off right now, philosophers said you cannot learn without entertainment and education. You have to mix mm-hmm. them together. And that's exactly what you said, Elaine. Mm-hmm. And when I learned about no pun included is when you reviewed our game, Two Rooms in a Boom. And it was brilliant <laughs> because how do you show how to play a game that plays up to 30 players? And here you took meeples and then you colored them red and blue to show the indication. So we had red meeples and blue meeples. It was brilliant. And since then, we decided we're sending every game we ever make over to No Pun Included. It was an amazing review. I guess one of the things about us is that we 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 started really not knowing anything about anything. I mean, like anything, you know, we didn't mm. know how to cameras. We didn't know how to to review or, you know, or edit or any of that. So that was the video where I first started experimenting with color grading because I needed and and the colors came out so bad. (laughs) And I still remember that, that like the meeples actually look nothing at all what their color originally was. But to get the like effect of them changing to, uh, yeah, I had to do that. So that was an interesting experiment. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to sound like an idiot in this, and I'm willing to embrace my idiotism. You didn't actually have red and blue meeples. You edited those colors in post. Is that what you're telling me? I, I mean, they were red and blue, but I remember when I shot it, it was on a pretty kind of neutral sort of setting, and the colors looked um, distinct. Yeah, yeah, not distinct enough. And uh, I'm like, no, they need to, they need to, yeah. So you just tweaked them a bit. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, a little so bit. So that's. That's my genesis with No Pun Included. But let's go way back when, before No no Pun Included. Goodness me. Was there a time before No Pun Included? (laughs) There has to have been. I don't think you were created in some laboratory and just came out of these test tubes. I don't know that. But if that's a story, that's what we're going to learn right here and now on this podcast. Because we cut deep. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm scared. All right. How the hell did the two of you meet? We we met, um, I work in a library and Efka came in and yeah, we got chatting. We talked um, about Mark David, David Chapman, Chapman, the person mm-hmm. who murdered John Lennon. I just moved to England and I was looking for a job at the time and... Not in the library. Not in the library. I I just went to the library because looking for a job is obviously very time consuming because what I mean is it's not... (laughs) All those job listings they have in the library. I mean, that's where anyone goes. Funny you should say that. We do have access to the job center online, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so I spent the previous night reading this 11-page essay on Mark David Chapman, having not known really anything about Mark David Chapman before, and I thought... This guy was intense, and he was really into Catcher in the Rye. And I thought, I know, I'll go to the library and read Catcher in the Rye because I've heard so much about it, and I've never read it, and I like books, and I haven't got much to do, so I Time out. Sorry, shut up. I just have to do a little bit of commentary. It blows my mind that you're more curious about John Lennon's killer than Catcher in the Rye. Usually, Catcher in the Rye comes way before you start studying up on John Lennon's killer, but you know, to each their own, that's just fascinating on its own. So let's get back to the story. You leave Lithuania and you go right into the library. Let's hear the rest. <laughs> I, I go into the library and I say to this very lovely person, that was um, me. I want to take out Catcher in the Rye. Is one available in the library? I assumed it would be. 
and and I said you can but I've just taken it out because I've just watched this documentary on Mark David Chapman so I've taken it out so I can bring it back <laughs> for you if you like and then we started talking about that so we kind of met over John Lennon's killer really yeah yeah that's true and uh, and the rest I guess we we spent some years together yeah yeah got married yeah and then I finished my degree in university this was my second degree I did a degree in creative writing and I really wanted to do something with my degree mm. that was me doing things on my own um, you wanted to write yeah I wanted you to wanted write to use your writing skills yeah basically uh, and I called up this friend of mine who I did the degree together with and I said hey you're sort of into board games and I'm into board games why don't we do something and we did one video together and then Elaine was like, no, this looks cool. I want to get in on it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. What uh, was the video? Uh, the video was... Farewell to 4th edition. Of Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh. I'm not sure if it's still on the it channel. Is. Yeah, it is. Maybe. It's, I, yeah, it's still there. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's not great. But it, it does kind of give you an idea of, of what, no pun included, how it started out. Yeah. And um, then we made the review of 1775 Rebellion together. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and, because... His friend couldn't do it for some reason. And I said, well, why don't I do it with you? This sounds like fun. And it was fun. And I said, I want to do more of this. So, and then I, we kicked out his friend. Because <laughs> 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 it seemed easy. Like, we're always in the same house. We live in the same house. So it's easy to meet It was all three to, of you. To do these things. No, 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 no. No, me yeah. and Efka live in the yeah. same house. So. Oh, so you just etched out the third wheel. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something we didn't. Like we didn't edge him out. He. I. I don't think he was as much into it as we were. We did one video together, the Memoir Forty Four video, I yeah. think. Yeah. But he just seemed to find it too much work, and yeah. I was like, Nah, this is cool. What is this gentleman's name? Adam. Is Adam in his basement right now with a list of people to murder, much like in the movie Billy Madison with Steve Buscemi? <laughs> and are your names on that list? Hello. Hi, is this Danny McGrath? Yeah. The Danny McGrath that graduated from Nib High School in 1984? Uh, yeah. Who's this? Um, this is uh, Billy Madison. You probably don't remember me, but I, I went to high school with you. Um, I, I kind of gave you a hard time back then, and I did some things that I thought were funny at the time, but now I realize they were just mean and, and stupid, and I uh, just wanted to apologize, and I hope you forgive me. Yeah, sure. Don't worry about it. It's no problem. Wow, well, that's great. Um, well, I am sorry, and uh, maybe we can get together sometime and uh, and have some coffee or something. Sure, I'd like that. Okay, well, I'll see you around. Okay. Bye. Or is it actually a pretty affable breakup? Was it just like, oh, hey, no worries, you guys do your thing. Is he salty at all? I don't, I don't think I so. don't I don't think he's salty. He had his own things to go and, and do. Yeah. I keep on hearing I don't think so. I'm just wondering if <laughs> why it's not yeah, he's not. We're totally friends. We get it. We talk and he's totally supportive of everything we're doing without Adam. I don't know. We didn't have that much of a strong relationship and we moved away so it was like, you know, yeah, we don't talk very much, but not because there was some sort of bad blood or anything like that. I, I think they just naturally happen. People mm. drift away, you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's the story of everybody's life. But I have to slow you guys down. You seem to fast forward past what may be the most interesting bits of the story. <laughs> First of all, to Elaine specifically, 
you come in, you start talking about John Lennon, Catcher in the Rye, but then you said, and then we lived together and we got married. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> How do you go from talking about a documentary into marriage? Like, what was the warm-up sets? There wasn't much of a warm-up. Was it that you just kept talking and have not stopped talking since? <laughs> no, I actually, I didn't visit much back at all. I visited back a few times, but I think what was the kernel of the relationship was that cabbage sandwich that I made. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but we were kind of already going out a little bit by then. Yeah. Um, Efka said, oh, I'll make lunch. So I was like, great. So he brought along this lunch. Sandwiches, I, you know. Sandwiches, yeah. yeah. And I bit into the sandwich and I said, Efka, what's in the sandwich? And I said, lettuce. I said, no, that's not lettuce. That's something else. <laughs> that's cabbage. That's and cabbage. I'm one of those filthy foreigners, as they call it in England. So when I went to the supermarket, I looked at a cabbage and I thought, yeah, that looks like lettuce because cabbages in Lithuania are about twice the size of what they are here. I bought lettuce and I chopped up the lettuce and put it together with ham or pickles or whatever it was. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't remember any of the rest of the sandwich. Yeah. Just the cabbage. But it was lovely. Yeah. Let me crush on you guys a little bit here. You have this amazing duo going on. You seamlessly flow with one another to the point where I wasn't sure if you two were just best friends or <laughs> married or even just friendly rivals watching <laughs> your videos. <laughs> We are but, a bit of all of those things. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, that's the sign perhaps of a healthy partnership. The curious thing is I'm sure we're gonna have knaves, which are the listeners, that's what we call our listeners. Knaves are gonna be listening to this thinking, man, I'm single, how do I make the move? How do I upgrade this acquaintance that I have at the library into something more meaningful? At what point was it during this transition where a move was made or that there were signs of a relationship. Was it right away? Uh, and it's it just It was me. Um I thought <laughs> I can't I can't let this guy who I've met over Why? Over this serial <laughs> no not serial killer. Over John Lennon's killer go. I need to talk more about this. And he didn't come in for a long time. I, I put some books aside to him because when we were chatting, when we'd been chatting, uh -huh. I found out what kind of books he'd liked. And so I'd put some aside and I texted him and said, look, you know, are you going to come in for these books? Because <laughs> because they're, I'm going to have to send them back otherwise. Because I thought if he just doesn't reply, then that's it. Like, um, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. It, and it hopefully won't look too creepy. Um, what did the text say? How did you make it so it didn't oh sound gosh, creepy? It was such a long time ago. Yeah. So just something like, hey, um, like we were chatting uh, about these these authors you like, and I've put these books to one side for you. You haven't been in for a while. Do you think you're you're going to be coming in for them? Otherwise, I'll just send them away. And I think that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, and by that time I was working already, so I showed that text to someone at work, and they went, "No, yeah, she's asking you out." <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, is, but there there's... there was no direct indication of it. No, hey, I thought no, you no, were no. cute, or. Hey, remember no. that cute girl that you had that conversation with? This is her. You should come in, check these books. Or it was just all library business. It was yeah. just all library business. Because yeah. I'm super awkward and I I didn't want to put someone <laughs> in a position of them being asked out and then them not wanting to come back to the library if they wanted to come back and have this kind of over their head. So, yeah, I just kind of made it a bit light. And But then he said, yes. He said, so yes, I'm coming criminal. back. Know, and, right, uh, yeah. and then I asked him for coffee, I think. I think, yeah, we went we went for coffee in Windsor and then... Fed the ducks. Fed the ducks, yeah. And that's not a euphemism. No. Um, 
is now, sir. Congratulations. We um, fed the ducks. We went out to London a couple of times as well, and I think we made out in Planet Hollywood. No, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was awful. It looked like a strip joint. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Welcome to our piece of America. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was nice. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we fast forward it, and you two, I assume, found that you also had board games in common. How did board games become part of the relationship? I think it was in a wedding that someone gave us Race yeah. for the Galaxy. Mm. Yeah. I, we went a couple of times to Lithuania, and one of the times we played Settlers of Catan with someone mm -hmm. because someone was like, what will we do? I know, let's play Settlers of Catan. And we're like, this is actually quite fun. Uh, but then we, I'm sure we bought a copy or something like that, but... Yeah, we, we did. We bought a copy in Lithuania yeah. of Settlers of Catan because we enjoyed it so much. Yeah, then we brought it back and... Uh, but yeah, someone gave us Race for the Galaxy for uh -huh. our wedding. It took us a year to actually play Race for the Galaxy because the rulebook is so bad. I don't care what Tom no, Lehmann says. The, the rulebook is awful. But eventually I was like, no, nah, I'm going to learn this game. And then we started playing it and we got so hooked. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like really hooked. But it wasn't like one game that kind of led us into it. There was, we did play Twilight Imperium as well. No, you I did. I played, I yeah, I played yeah. Twilight Imperium. Yeah. And Early on or is this much later into think, the board game addiction? No, I think early on. I think that was like the first game I played after Settlers of Catan. Yeah, so it was... <laughs> Ooh, talk yeah. about right. jumping into the deep end. Holy I know, crap. Right? Yeah. Wow, nice work. When did this lead to the first, no pun included, video? At what point did you say, all right, we love board games enough that we want to do this creative thing. Why not this? After the first video that we did together, the uh, 1775 Rebellion, we said, let's carry on doing this. And I mm. really enjoyed it. And Efka was really enjoying it. And it was a good outlet for his creative writing. Yeah. So we said, why don't we carry on doing this? This is fun. I mean, also, uh, I think... What led into it specifically was that by that time, we were already pretty much heavily into board games. We were mm. organizing a board game club besides board games and way before board games. I've been into RPGs a lot and I introduced mm -hmm. Elaine to RPGs mm -hmm. like D&D &D and uh, World of Darkness and all that stuff. We were pretty heavily into tabletop gaming. Board games were a later edition mm. and then they sort of grew and overtook, I think. And now that's all she wrote. Pretty soon, more video after more video. But Efka, you do this full time. Mm. Elaine, mm. you don't. Correct. Are you still working at the library? I am. Not the same one, but I am. But that's where it leads into your current Kickstarter because right. you would love to both be on these videos as much as you can, but it's totally limited by having to pay the bills. And right, right now, as we release this, your Kickstarter is going on. It is. What should we know about the Kickstarter? I don't know if there's much to know. I think the idea is please support us because if you enjoy what we do and if you haven't seen what we do, go and watch it, decide yes, for yourselves. I think we put a lot of effort into our review videos. I think to do them the way we do them, it is so incredibly time consuming that if it does continue, you know, we have to get funding. It's not like... Yeah, You know, we, we can't keep going as it is without crowd support. And I, I think crowd support is fantastic. I think the, the fact that you can do something and if enough people enjoy it, you can actually do it professionally. I think that's mm. an incredible thing that exists in this society. I don't think it existed before. I mean, you had bards, they wandered around... <laughs> medieval cities but i don't think it was like i mean we still have bards in the street don't yeah we, like we still do yeah, yeah we still do 
But we don't. Oh my goodness, that's so much a more romantic term than street musician bard. (laughs) It's true, man. It is totally true. (laughs) Let me totally nail exactly what I love about your current Kickstarter campaign more than I've seen in any other reviewer's Kickstarter campaign. Because you see the Dice Tower, I've seen Dan King, the Game Boy Geek, but with yours, you actually showed the improvements you've made in your cinematography skills because of the money that has been used in a previously successful campaign. The biggest criticism people always have against reviewers and crowdfunding is, where the hell's that money going? What's Mm. gonna be different about this? Are they actually improving anything? Or am I just giving money for the status quo? Yeah. But you have a great setup of, here's what it used to look like, and here's how it looked before, and until we can finally get to now and you have the smooth motion camera going on, it's really nice. So I want to applaud you for that. Thank you very much. We also bought a new blind. So <laughs> yeah. see, if you look at our old videos before the Kickstarter, we had a very four-year party blind. And then after the Kickstarter, we didn't. Because so. because a lot of Kickstarter backers actually asked us to <laughs> spend did. their money on buying a new window blind. Because they looked awful. Yeah. And they were like, can you please buy a new blind? So I guess that's a perfect example of how we are very much crowd pleasers. <laughs> and we'll do anything for our viewers, almost. But we do want people to see as well what their money is, is going into. And certainly, if we do manage to reach our stretch goal, then they will definitely see a big change because I will be there a lot more than I am right now. So hopefully people can tell that we're actually spending it on good things. Yeah. Um, And I think you're right. It's brilliant that, that we can pay some money to support people that we actually like or that we believe in rather than, you know, there's lots of things in life that you have to pay for that you don't have any choice on. So it's just nice to be able to actually spend some money for things that you like. Mm. Are you two ready for the section of this episode that I'm going to call The Danger Zone? Where I ask you hard-hitting questions. Questions that you may not want to answer. And of course, you don't have to. But we'll see how deep we can go. You guys oh, think you can handle hand. it? I am, I'm holding your hand because okay. I thought this Good. was the danger zone already. Yeah, no, I thought already. we'd already got out of Oh, there. no. <laughs> this has been child's play thus far. Okay. Thus far? This gets this worse. Far. <laughs> this, yeah. We're going to crescendo this. We're going to start off simple and we're going to get bigger and bigger. Question one. Why the name No Pun Included? What's the story there? Can I do that yeah. one? Yeah, okay. So our original name was, and get ready for this because it's so bad. Our original name was Level Up Games because it's like it's like the next level, right, of <laughs> games. Do you get it? Oh. Yeah, uh, but it sounds like a publisher company of anything and an arrogant one at that. Yeah. But yeah, it, I get it. it. Doesn't so mm, mm. I had the hardest time coming up with a name because every board game thing seem to have a board game pun in it somehow. I'm my friend, John Perkins, um, from Actual All, he tweeted this tweet yesterday. Someone was asking for, oh, you know, what are some good board game blogs? And he just like made this list of fake board game blogs and, you know, like taking a big chit. Spieling or, the beans. Sp- yeah, spieling the beans, you know. Oh, good one. Nice. I know, right? that one down. I know. It was amazing. The list was brilliant. Yeah, the list was brilliant. But it's it's that, right? And I'm like, I really don't want that. I am kind of admittedly enamored with puns as well at the same time. Oh, so who I is wanted, it? Come on, come on. So, so I wanted a pun that's not a pun, right? 
and right. and and I thought, well, you know, board games don't have batteries, and you know, on packaging, you often get this like no batteries included. It's good. It's clever. I like it. I like it. We are friends with the people from Board with Life, so there mm. already is another board game pun. Are you guys ready for the next question? Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one is definitely to you, Elaine. Mm. Oh, Does the library know that you are on Kickstarter right now asking it for money so you no longer have to work there? <laughs> they do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them do. Uh, and they think it's cute, to which I shook my fist at them uh, because it's not cute. It's serious. Yeah, no, that's very patronizing. Maybe they don't know it. Or some of these people never even heard of Kickstarter and how that works. Like, oh, that's adorable. Actually, you think that your parents are going to give you enough money so that you don't have to work? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not so much that. Actually, they've been a lot more interested since we started our Kickstarter uh, because obviously we've been to a couple of conventions this year. We've been to Bristol and we've been to Harrogate in Yorkshire. And people are like, why are you taking annual leave? Where are you going? Are you going to Bristol? Or what are you going to do in Bristol or what are you going to do in Harrogate? And since the Kickstarter, they've been like, oh, what, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing a Kickstarter? What are you selling? What are you trying to raise money for? And I've told them and they seem a lot more interested. And they, the, like, everyone at work is really supportive of everyone else. So I'm quite lucky in that way. So supportive that they've pledged to your Kickstarter? I don't believe they have. Sons but- of bitches. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but you know, they've got their other interests. And you know, to be fair, we don't get paid that much in the library, so their money is probably going on their rent oh, and their food. Okay. <laughs> they emotionally support you, in other yes. words. They don't. Yeah, they yes. do, which okay. is just as important, really. Yeah. Although here's the one little piece of crap that I will give your coworkers, employers, and a little bit of advice. You know they can sack me, right? So I'd be careful. <laughs> Right, but they can't sack me, so (laughs) I have to lose. (laughs) Here's the cool thing. Just donating a dollar to any Kickstarter campaign is a big deal because it is a social network, whether people realize it or not. Yeah, you're not going to go on Kickstarter for the same reasons. You're going to go on Facebook Mm -hmm. or Twitter to connect with your friends, but there is that network. I have so many followers on Kickstarter because I'm a huge Kickstarter addict Mm -hmm. that anytime I back a campaign... Every single one of those people that follow my Kickstarter activity get a notification of that game I backed. Uh So it's one of those things that, yeah, you don't have a lot of money, but if you contribute a dollar, you're actually contributing to the ripple of that social network contagion. Anyway, so if they're listening to this or any knaves are kind of on the fence, like, I don't know about these guys, one dollar and you help out a lot. You do. Yeah. And we are very grateful to everyone has has backed us. We're just a couple of fools, like, bimbling about, like, yeah, just really trying, trying to do a good thing. So, yeah, we are so grateful to everyone. Mm. And I think that really comes off in your videos, that you two are just doing this as a passion project and you love what you're doing. Mm. It really comes across. And again, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm sure you've heard of this, but you really aren't selling the board games. You're not really selling your reviews. You're selling yourselves, and you guys do a good job of that. But I'll stop blowing smoke up your ass and get to the next hard question. All right. Are you ready? I'm not. Here we go. What separates you from shut up and sit down? (laughs) Um, boobs. No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not expect that. (laughs) Sorry. Good answer. 
No, I'm personal friends with the guys from Shut Up and Sit Down, and I know you two are as well. You've had a lot of Venn diagram yeah, overlap. Guys. Are you guys going to Shucks by any chance in October? Maybe. Oh man, that would be great. Is the convention circuit part of your stretch goals in your current Kickstarter? We're certainly evaluating how the campaign is going to do, and uh, we are planning maybe one US convention we haven't decided. Yeah, we hope so. Or America-based convention, basically. I know that Chuck's is I'm going to assume Gen Con, but Efka, you went to Gen Con recently, didn't you? No, we're not going back to Gen Con. What are you thinking? PAX Unplugged? You thinking Board Game Geek? You thinking Origins? What are you thinking? Uh, it's certainly the, the first two are a consideration. Yeah. Origins, maybe not, because we have UK Games Expo pretty close to Origins in England, and we feel that from what we understand of Origins, those two conventions are very similar. Yeah, well, I haven't been to the UK Game Expo. I go to you Origins should. every year. I should, except I live in America and, you know, money. We're in yeah. the same boat, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just on opposite ends of the world. So, <laughs> or at least an ocean between us. But let's get back to the hard-hitting question. Boobs is the difference. No, it's not. I can answer this question for you, but I'd love to hear your answer. I think we'd be lying if we said we weren't in some way inspired by yeah, them. You absolutely. know. But I remember the first time I actually talked to them. I said something to the tune of, I always feel so conscious about, you know, that you think we're just ripping you off or something. And he's like, Quinns was like, whatever, dude, we ripped off Consylvania and we ripped off Top Gear. So, you know, who cares? Yeah, I think that everyone, you're allowed to be inspired by other people. And there is space in this world for similar, but different entities <laughs> it's a little like you know like charlie chaplin and buster keaton people are always like oh do you like chaplin or keaton best but you can like both it's okay they do a similar thing but they do it differently and i think that's okay it's a beautiful answer and it's actually very parallel to the board game industry itself as far as game design comes along it's mm. almost impossible to come up with a game design that isn't influenced from so many other games but mm -hmm. I also remember something that I've repeated on this podcast numerous times. I remember when we were talking to another game board publisher and we said, you know, the cool thing is you make totally different games than we do. So we never really directly compete with one another. And this is Brad Talton. And he says he's not the originator of this quote, but he said, we'll never compete with one another, no matter how similar our games are, because our real competitor is video games <laughs> and movies. And anything that takes the family and friends away from the table and out elsewhere. So it's what's good for the industry is having this diversity. And there totally is room for all these board games. And especially when it comes to reviewers. In fact, let's get specific to you guys. And I'll go on this ramble for a little bit longer. Let's look at the Dice Tower Network. The Dice Tower Network has so many podcasts and different video shows. And... A lot of them talk about the same damn stuff. But yet each of those shows people listen to because they want to hear different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And again, that's sometimes on literally the exact same game. But the Dice Tower itself is a bit limiting because they don't have the explicit content and they make sure that their content is within specific parameters. And I don't want to sound like they really shackle people down and weigh them down with all of these rules and regulations. But when you look at the Dice Tower, there's a big difference between what you see there and what you see with Board With Life and with Shut Up and Sit Down, etc. I'm really happy that there are alternatives. So I think everything you said is absolutely true. There's so much room. And mm -hmm. I don't think you guys compete with one another. I do. 
I mean, I, as long as we're being candid here, I think Please. Queens, in, in the most friendliest ways of possible, sometimes feels a little bit competitive with us. <laughs> and okay, let's take it out of the uh, media space for a little bit. I remember there was this evening where, uh, this day where we played a bunch of games. I'm not proud to say I beat Queens at all of them. But then the next time we met up and he won a game of cockroach poker against me, he was like, yes, there you go. <laughs> that's a game I can win. <laughs> I think that's great, though, because if you guys compete with one another, the viewers win. Yeah, And exactly. I think that's where I come through. So competing with one another is fine. You guys ready for the hardest question yet? Mm -hmm. Go on, then. All right. This one is really self-indulgent. And if it gets too awkward... Too wow. bad, I want to hear the awkwardness. We sent you a copy. <laughs> this is so shitty. I'm so mm. sorry. We sent you a copy of World Championship Russian Roulette. Never got a review for it. We never got a copy of World Championship no. Russian Roulette. What? Bullshit. No, no, oh, no my goodness. Honestly, honestly, yeah. We sent it to the address. It never showed up? No. No. Some postman is really me. enjoying that game. No, no, absolutely he... not. Oh my god. I've never played this game. I've never held it in I know of this game obviously, mm. but I've never <laughs> played it. And the reason I've never played it is because actually there's not that much distribution in England. Yeah, we only have the Amazon model, so you can only get it through Amazon. Uh, yeah. I don't think we have wow. any retailers. Yeah, this is so funny cuz my business partner Sean McCoy dared me to ask you guys why the fuck didn't they play World Championship Russian Roulette? But <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's amazing. We will definitely get you guys a copy. And let me just backpedal a little bit and explain. We understand fully well that anytime we send a game to a reviewer, mm. it is their right to not review it. Mm -hmm. It's just our chance at revenge if you come onto our podcast that we can <laughs> ask, why didn't you review our game? We will totally resend it. Oh my goodness. Awesome. I, I'm looking forward so to it now. Yeah, no, but honestly, we never got it. And we actually, we normally preface anyone who asks for our address to mail or something we preface with. There is a very high chance we will not cover this. And Absolutely. you should probably not send it to us. But sometimes you put it on the podcast or whatever. As well, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. If we I haven't mean, got time to do a full review of it. We we try to cover as much as we can, but we just we can't. We I our house is crawling with cardboard right now. This I'm not joking. I mean, there's board games everywhere, literally everywhere. There's board games to my right right now, about twenty centimeters away from me, about uh, three feet away from me. There's board games to the left. In front of me, there's just the computer and the wall, so there can't be any board games. Well, oh, actually, that's not true. There's board games underneath <laughs> me, in front of me, there's in a drawer next to me. There's just a table. And that table has board games on top of it. Here's the cool thing about having that many board games. They absorb yeah. sound waves, so it makes your what would be echoey room into a better sound studio mm -hmm. for recording podcasts. Speaking of which, you mentioned your podcast. Plug it. What's the name of your podcast? How often? The podcast is called Last Place. It's a collaboration between myself and my friend John Cox from his own YouTube channel called John Gets Games. He does very different reviews to ours. He's very professional in his approach and very analytical. I love John. He's a very wonderful person and we enjoy just chatting and spending time. I think there's a healthy sort of amount of professional respect between us as well. We sometimes like to talk about games, so we thought, why not just record it? And it is really just that each episode that we do about once a month because scheduling is hard. We talk about free board games and that's it, really. Elaine, do you guest on that podcast? Do you I've get on as much once. as you can? 
Yeah, Man. I guessed it once. I would like to guess again, but you know, scheduling. Library scheduling. Yeah, yeah, they so. haven't fired you yet. They haven't listened to this <laughs> podcast yet. No, they so. have not. Let's hope they don't. If if um. I do get fired and you no. Know, if people start seeing the videos and we're just like outside in a park with a burning bin and we're just burning cardboard and we just film that they'll know why because I've been fired from yeah. my job so that we're sleeping <laughs> on the bench properly on Kickstarter and all we have yeah. for a bed is board games and all we have for food is board games yeah. and all we have for warmth is board games remember Elaine board games are not food no that's true yeah that's true if you had to eat a board game which board game would you go for Probably. Well, actually, there's a plate behind us with uh, a piece of bread, uh, (laughs) then Tybor the Builder, and then another another piece of bread. Let me ask you one last question Mm -hmm. that may be difficult. What the hell is the worst part about doing what you do? What's the least fun aspect of no pun included? For me, at the moment, it is definitely timing so like we might finish filming a review at 11 o'clock at night or something and then I'm at work the next day and then the next time I have a day off we're filming or we're yeah doing other things and and I love doing it but I just never feel like I sleep enough Um, (laughs) so sometimes I sleep at work but no 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 I don't really do that so yeah that's it really what about you Efka I think for me Right now, I I guess it's a very similar answer. I I thrive in chaos. I like things to be chaotic. And right now, because I'm the only one uh, working like at this full time, I have to be very professional about it and very sensible about it. I want Elaine to help me so she can be sensible and I can go back to being very chaotic. (laughs) Am I the sensible one? Yeah. Am I? Yeah, I think you are. It's because I work in a library, isn't it? Yeah. That's a stereotype. (laughs) Stereotype. I've just discovered that sometimes uh, things that you film are not as easy as you think they're going to be. Just about an hour ago, we were filming a scene in a bathtub. I think is one this of the- for the Rising Sun review? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, um, more sense, plot spoiler. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the most natural things that we all do as human beings is first we bathe, right? I hope we do. Uh, I hope that everyone Agreed. who listens bathes. Again, uh, good and- public announcement because we have a stereotype we need to defeat in this gaming industry, but go on. Thank you yeah. so much for the public service announcement. And the second thing that I think people are good at doing when they're bathing is putting their head underwater when they bathe. You've done that, right? Like, you're, I'm like, bathing, bathing, oh, I'll put my head underwater, you know? It's fun. Yeah, I'm a swimmer. Yeah, it, it feels so natural to do, right? So when I thought I have to do this bit where I put my head underwater, that's going to be the easiest thing in the world because I do it all the time. And then it turns out when the camera is on that it becomes one of the most unpleasant, difficult things in the world that I've ever had to film. Because, <laughs> because for some reason, when there's like an angle from a camera and you have to kind of conform to that angle and you're trying to do this thing, it becomes a lot less natural. And every time you put your head underwater, soapy water goes into your nose and into your throat. And then you start coughing, immediate coughing and choking. I had to do about 10 takes of this. My throat is burning. My eyes are still burning. Please tell me you guys are going to compile blooper reel and that will be one of the (laughs) items in this montage. Just you choking nine or ten times. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sounds like a good idea. 
Yeah, I think the sadist in me wants to see that video pretty badly of you just joking. <laughs> I don't know why, but I would like it if you came in and the other way around, where you overly compensate wearing a swim cap and you plug your nose, maybe even have those nose pinchers and you go down. You got the water wings on your arms, even though you're just in a bathtub. I don't know. Sorry, you already filmed this. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't be holding it up to the standard, but cool. Things in front of the camera, much more difficult. Mm. <laughs> That's true. You guys ever notice someone's mirror face, by the way? You guys know the whole mirror face thing? No. So maybe you two are so away from your own vanity, you don't have this. But the average person, when they look at themselves in the mirror, put on a mirror face and their facial expression is something totally different. And because of that, people don't even realize how they normally look. <laughs> They basically smolder in front of themselves every time they go in front of the mirror. It's hilarious. I had no idea this is a thing. Well, apparently, you kind of have mirror bathtub diving, whatever you want to call it, because you have to put on some type of act when you go underwater that causes you to fail at it. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. Very cool. You two are wonderful. I'm a huge fan. Keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate you coming on the show and spending your time because I know you're super busy. I've backed your Kickstarter. I hope everyone else does. By the time this goes out, our Rising Sun video will have gone out, which we're filming right now. We're filming before we're recording this podcast and after. So right now, essentially. Uh, yeah, go watch it because it has, I'm going to spoil it. It has a song. And that song oh is, I think, is a funny song. So you well, should go watch it. Yeah. We'll see. You might also, be. if you're curious about Rising Sun from a perspective of someone who's not so much like, oh my God, cool mini or not, but kind of level-headed about it, then you Are you insinuating that there's people out there that are miniature crazy? I fully understand those people. I fully, <laughs> fully understand them. So Rising Sun video, check out the Kickstarter. And if listeners, knaves, if you will, Mm. want to get more action from No Pun Included, obviously they should go to your YouTube channel. Yes. Anywhere else they should go, or is that it? Twitter is probably the best space. If you type in No Pun Included into Twitter, both me and Elaine will come up. I'm fairly active on Twitter, and I generally respond to anyone at any point where I can feel like there's something that I can respond with, if that makes sense. Sometimes people say something like, hey, I really enjoyed this video. I'm like, great. But if, <laughs> if they ask me something, you know, if it's like a question or something, I'll generally respond with an answer and stuff like that. So I'm I'm very approachable. Yeah, I'm very also cool. on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, we've, we're on social media and stuff. So look us up on there. Yeah, back our Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, back our Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. It will make and all the what? difference to us. And we will, we will love you forever if you uh, back our Kickstarter. Absolutely. Sweet. That means you guys already love me forever because I've already <laughs> <We> backed. <do>. <laughs> And you're a psychologist, so you know that that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think with that being said, this episode is... Cognettes. Hey, you. Yeah, you're listening to this right now. I'm talking to you. 
It's Alan Girding. I just wanted to get a few thanks out of the way. I really appreciate Elaine and Efka from No Pun Included coming onto this show and sharing their story, no matter how invasive I got there. I also want to thank Sir Delton Brack. Yeah, Sir Delton, because he's a knight. Sir Delton Brack for being a contributing editor on this podcast, specifically this episode. You can find Delton and all his editing skills on his own show, Malthouse Games. But I also want to take the time to thank you, the knaves and the knights that listen to this. What? Why, want to return the thanks? Well, there's quite a few ways you can do it. Simply follow us on Twitter at PlayTKG or send us your knave tonight submission via podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. You know what else you could do? If you're really twisting my arm, ow, you can go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. And here's another weird way you can support us. By supporting our guests that come onto this show. If they believe that coming onto the show has a real impact on their sales and their popularity, etc., then whoo, our listenership just keeps on growing. And therefore, you're near guaranteeing that the Tuesday Night Podcast will keep on thriving and living and surviving in this hella competitive world of podcasting. You know what? Back Lane and Efka's Kickstarter for no pun included. That way they think, oh wow, this guy's the real deal and they spread the word around. But I need to shut up and get ready for my next episode where I, Alan Girding, am going into a gaming cabin retreat. That's right, an entire weekend of me at a cabin with nothing but games and a whole bunch of other people with whom to play those games. Tune in next time. Ta-ta! Bye! Bye!